Hello, listeners, and welcome to the official Draft Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Alfie. Alongside me in this studio will be Sam, and we will both be guiding you through this season. We'll be coming at you every two weeks, bringing you as much fun, stats, and interesting discussion as humanly possible, all Draft Fantasy-related. Of course, sports journalist Phil Dorks will be a regular guest, sharing his expert opinion slash inside knowledge for all your transfer needs. I mean... Man alive, we're going to be smoother than a Marcelo Bielsa post-match interview, hotter than a hot man's hot bits, and definitely more up for it than Jose. And you, our fellow DFers, are invited to the party. Yes, Draft Fantasy is back. Roll the music. The Draft Fantasy is it's back. The Prem is back. Hello, Sam. Hello, Alfie. How are you? The Prem is back. Draft Fantasy is back. Yeah, it's all starting to feel a bit soon, really. I, don't, I just feel oh. so unprepared. And... Oh, great. Sorry. Well, no, but all, I thought all I was excitement, doing the whole... All excitement for me is always mitigated with a, a bit of despair and panic. All right, well, we'll get to that. I'll tell all you right. what, let me tell you about the show today. We've got a great show. So coming up, we're going to talk about the drafts, the players. Uh, we've got uh, Phil Dorks, our resident journalist, football journalist, coming in. And as I speak to you, Manners is flexing his arm muscles. Well, it's because I'm thinking of Phil, and he is stacked, so therefore I have to think It doesn't of really muscles. work on radio. Anyway, yeah. beside the point, Phil Dorks, our journalist... He's Imagine my pecs are as big as Phil's. That's all that matters. No one knows who you are, so... <laughs> in fact... Uh, whilst we're on that, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you, Seth? Who I'm, are you? I am the commissioner of our league, and frankly, that that is, I mean, enough for anybody. So, all right, for those who don't know, I don't know what you guys do with your league, but we have a commissioner. Basically, Sam is the commissioner. He's in charge of pressing buttons and stuff, and we gave him that job because otherwise he wouldn't have anything else to do. Is that Frankly, right? Frankly, it's, it's like it's two buttons I get to press right at the beginning of the season and then I'm just treated with disdain for the rest of the season. Rightfully so, rightfully so. If you want to tell us about the people you treat with disdain in your <laughs> league, you can contact us uh, on Twitter and uh, at the handle at Draft Fantasy Pod. How exciting. Or if you're someone treated with disdain, contact the Twitter thing as yeah. well. And let and like have some solidarity with me. Yeah, and well, fine. I'm the commissioner. Okay, so are you excited about the new league? I know you're you know you're a bit nervous. Are you excited no. though? No. I'm really, right at this moment, we've just finished picking. It was two days ago. We had the draft in yeah. Manchester. So now everyone is just now it was, there was a sort of Maximum eighteen-hour lull after the um, after the draft, after the hangovers, and then everyone started massively trading in and out with the freeze. Um, and I'm just like, well, I'm all right with my team, and I'm thinking I've done something wrong. I've already flexed. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just. I kind of need games to start, so at least you can get an idea of so what. Who are your three key players you got in? Well, I mean. Oh, you have to look, do you? you have no, to look no, it should be your three, your top three, and I think it is for me. Like De Bruyne is obviously my first pick. Uh, are we doing this now? Because I've got like a whole analysis of my draft. Uh, well, yeah, you can give it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go on, yeah, go on then. <laughs> okay, well, first, look. This is what happened. Should we describe how we did our, how we chose our order? Well, I, 
if you let me do my... Uh... Sorry, sorry, what did you, you asked me a question, so I'm going to dive into it. I am excited. I am also very concerned. <laughs> well, I spend my entire time... Who doesn't spend uh, their entire time somewhat concerned about their, their team? I mean, I suppose if you win a few on the trot and you get a p- couple of points clear, you start actually dreaming of winning it. But I, f- I think even then you're, you're, you know, you're aware that it could all collapse in on itself and then you're somehow going to get even more ridicule for that. But um, no, I spend the entire time just worrying about all of my players being a bust or getting injured or someone just coming in that's bigger into the team. So, we just had our draft on Saturday. It's gone. Do you know what I'm interested in, Manners, was uh, how people chose their draft order? Yeah. I am really, um, I'm really tuned into this. So, so, okay, explain how we did ours. All right. Well, the way we did ours, which I think actually with hindsight could have been a little bit more uh, zooty. But anyway, yeah, the way we did ours, uh, one of our team members had, uh, brought a deck of cards they apparently shuffled them. A trick them, pack of cards. A trick it? pack of cards. And um, they laid out the cards around the side of the table. And everyone had to pick a card they wanted to stand in front. So it did introduce a fair amount of shoving and jostling. And, it didn't uh, really. I well, just, I just re- stood in front of the card that was put in front of me. Well, you weren't stood next to Ryder. And also it had to get redone twice. So there was plenty of hassle when Ben started touching cards and stuff. Anyway, the point was that they got put out, you stand in front of the card, then you turn your card over that you stood in front of, and wherever, whatever card that was, that was going to be your position. So we had 1 to 11, didn't we? Yeah. Because we got 11 players. Yeah. So I pulled 2, which meant I got second pick in the draft. Yeah, I got 8. You got 8, which is pretty, pretty ropey. Yeah, tell me about it. But as everyone pointed out, um, that... Actually, picking last is actually quite advantageous because you get two picks in a row right at the sort of sweet spot in the draft and then you get top of the waivers at the mm. end, which hadn't occurred to me. I was so, like, focused in on being well, top three. Well, you wanted three. Salah, didn't you? Everyone well, wanted, wanted number Salah, one. Yeah. Um, so I, do you want to hear... Uh, maybe you had other ideas how we were going to pick the draft order, but do you want to hear some others? Yeah. I did read that... I went on the thread. There's uh, quite a good idea I liked was uh, a random horse race. Yeah, so you took a that. horse. You heard that one. Yeah, the obvious one is league order. They just some people just you know wherever you finish the no, league. They can't do that. It's no, um, lack of imagination. Yeah, uh, pick team. Oh, there was someone that said they uh, so in the th- either in championship or the football league, pick a team, uh, a real team, and whoever's the, the order of goals that go in means the draft order. Yeah. That's more interesting. But, but you won't want it to do it live on the day because you want to add it to your draft yeah. day, your draft experience. And the other one someone did was uh, they all played the Royal Rumble computer game. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about this in some detail last week, which is that if you introduce a game of skill, or well, not necessarily even skill, but just something... No, that, it is a skill-based game. Yeah, Royal but Rumble. then you've got the problem that it should be random. If you're doing it random, it random. should be random. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, oh, that person actually got wind of it or came up with the idea, so they were playing it the week before. They've got the console yeah, it doesn't, or whatever. It doesn't solve anything, does it? No, it, it doesn't. Right, fine. Um, however, can I just say one more I heard about a load of Yanks doing... In LA, uh, the team must have been sizable enough to do this, small enough to do this. But 
they all just pick pizza delivery companies out of um, like a yellow page or on the internet or whatever and they all called they all ordered the same margarita pizza and whichever delivery company uh, delivered first that was going to be their position in the draft which I thought was quite cool because okay. you do like just like us we ended up with a bollock load of pizza so they anyway knew they were going to order that many pizzas it was quite a good idea but surely there's a radius situation going yeah, on yeah well I think it was somewhere like LA where anyway, anyway they'll drive from god knows where to do those pizza. crazy Americans no, no, eh? no, no, no. crazy De Bruyne, Ericsson, Jesus, Mane, Kane, Firmino, Sanchez, Sane, Ali, Lukaku, Sterling, Keita, Kante, Morata, Aslebaqueta, Van Dyke, Loris, Czech, Bellerin, Pogba, Allison, Sun, Hongmin. The draft, I thought, I had it mastered. But winter is coming. Give us Salah, you bastard. Poetry Corner! Many thanks to Chris Dow for sending that wonderful poem in. And uh, if you do want to send your poems in, send them in. Uh, right now, it's time for The Secret Journalist with Phil Dorks. The Secret Journalist. Phil Dorks, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very well. How are you, boys? Uh, well, you know, a bit stressed. <laughs> Look, <laughs> listeners, we've had a few technical issues, so that's why... I'm not going to go into it, but let's just say it's very hot, and let's move on. Phil yeah, I've, Dorks. I've been sat here for three hours waiting for these boys to get it right. I think you have, actually. It's pretty close to that. So how is um, how's the football journalistic world? It's all right. We're, this is this is a little lull at the moment. We had like the madness of the World Cup, which was like six weeks of pretty full-on work, and then uh, you get a little, well, shorter than usual sort of window to to wait until the season gets started. So yeah, this is this has been a nice little lull before it all goes a little bit crazy again. So uh, Phil, you happy with your team? How how do you feel you went with the draft? No, I'm I'm appalled with the side that I've got. It's um, it's horrific. I don't think I, I don't think anything went. I mean, I, I got pretty late in the draft to start. I got tenth in the draft, which basically excluded me from getting any of the proper superstar but hang players. On, hang on, wasn't the idea that the, the, the further down the pecking order you were, the more of an advantage that was because you get the second round of players? Yeah, that well, that works out in theory, and unless you've had a couple of beers and you you balls it up. And uh, and I, I'm not entirely certain that Gabriel Jesus was a wise first pick. Especially mm. considering that the very next day after it had happened, Aguero bagged two and has pretty much nailed down starting for Man City now. So, so I'm who struggling was your with first pick? Who was your second pick? Sterling was second. Uh, which, yeah, and I mean, it's. It, I was just desperate. I thought, I've got to get some Man City players on the board because they're going to go quickly. And the worrying thing is, like, which it's all well and good, you're right, in the sense that you get the two picks one after each other if you're late in the draft. But then you wait an awful long time until you get a third pick. So I'm just thinking, well, Man City players are going to go in no time there. And, and and it was about yeah what is it you know another eighteen picks before I get anywhere near a player so that's a bit it's a long old way is that so Sam what was Phil's third pick <laughs> another city player 
Who was Walker. it? Walker. That's Walker. Which which not Walker's not a bad shout. That's not, but but by that point, all of the other like decent forwards and midfielders have gone. I'm concerned about my team because I I think that I mean the only thing I I can fall back on the one sweet spot about coming where I did in the draft is that come waiver time and the idea that over the next week there might be some serious transfers going on I'm going to be second in line to pick up one of the better mm. players from that that's the only that's the only saving grace I've got transfer window on Friday come on yeah what's the gossip. Um, I, I don't think I know. <laughs> You're going to tell I, us, are you? Yeah, I don't think I know anything different from anybody else does. Um, obviously, a lot of the t- I think Man United are the ones that, have, and that a lot of people are looking at because Mourinho keeps moaning about the fact that they haven't made signings, and I can only imagine that that is a, a technique that he's used very well to try and push the club to make deals. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Maguire going there, but I think if they're going to get him, he's going to cost him an absolute fortune and probably more money than he's worth. There have been a couple of, I mean, one of your, one of your like favourites, Rondon's gone to Newcastle today, and he? so he's going to be an interesting. Whether you're in the market for uh, another ineffectual strike, I was going to, but I think Sam approached me, didn't you, Sam? You approached me on the Sunday about Rondon. I actually approached Ishwood because he's got the, he's top of the waivers. But yes, it was a general approach to any managers who are ahead of me in the waivers. You might get their hands on that big rond. <sighs> that. I suspect, I mean, you've only got to imagine that in this next week, a lot is going to happen because there's some clubs that have, that have not done anywhere near the kind of business that you would expect them to do. Um, Chelsea brought in a couple, they bought that in Jorginho, you know, but they've not signed anyone else really of any note on top of that. Um, Tottenham have done nothing. Tottenham have signed nobody. And considering that half their squad were into the latter stages of the World Cup, and are probably not going to be right up to full fitness come the start of the season. You've got to imagine that they're going to be shopping around for some players. Well, okay. What's the word on the street about Danny Ings, Eld, Jack Grealish, Saha? Well, well, the, this is where Tottenham come in. Like uh, Grealish is apparently he's very much he's, he's playing tonight. They're playing um, they're playing Hull, and he's playing in that game. Uh, but there's he he was very much lined up for Tottenham. He was something like a 20, 25 million kind of target for Tottenham at one stage. But that went a bit quiet. Same with Aldevero, because Aldevero was apparently one of the players that was absolutely bang on, nailed on for Man United at, at one stage. Him and I think it was William, they were talking about being pretty much nailed on for going to Man United. And neither of them have come to any kind of fruition. There's been, uh, in the last maybe two or three weeks, the Aldevero thing's gone really cold. So I don't know whether Tottenham now are just viewing it and think, well, we'll keep hold of him and then he'll leave for nothing next summer because his contract's up. But, yeah, I mean, clubs don't work like that, though, do they? I think they would probably, if he's going to leave, they'll want to get rid of him this summer and get as much money as they can. Danny Ings, I don't know. I, I, I know nothing about Danny. I mean, other than the fact that Burnley were linked with him at one stage, but I'm going back there. But apparently Burnley are now, I don't know, fee agreed for Vidra from Derby for about 12 million quid. Oh. So I, I think that if he goes there, then they, they won't have any need for Ings. Twelve million. I know. Well, that, that's that's just modern football. There, that's the championship. Players from the championship now are—they're not three, four million players. They're fifteen, twenty million players. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. Football's rubbish. <laughs> what are the noises coming out of? Uh, I was going to say Highbury. What are the noises like coming out of the Emirates in regards to the new coach? I, I think, and I don't know whether this is born out of um, born out of relief more than it is genuine expectation. But I think 
that Arsenal fans are, are, are quite hopeful for this season because I think they I mean Emery is a is a good manager and regardless of whatever your view is of how his sort of time at PSG came to an end they played some they played some good football at times and he did a he did a great job in Spain by all rights they've got they've still got a very very good squad that was underachieving really in previous years um Aubameyang is is a, a proper world class centre forward who doesn't necessarily need to contribute to games to score. Um, it'll it's entirely dependent really on whether they can get Özil back playing again because he's a bit of an enigma now, isn't he? I mean, he was Very in the World Cup. So, yeah. He he was last season for long periods pretty non-existent. So it just depends on how they can they can sort of re-energize him and get him playing. Because if he starts playing, then he can he can lift Arsenal mm. on his own. Nobody really knows what they're probably going to be like under Emery, and I think he's he, he's a bit more of a you know in tune with the modern way of playing than Wenger is, obviously because of his age and because of the the way he's embraced with football. But um, I think they'll be they'll be better. They'll be better than they were last year. It's not difficult, is it? Well, no, no, no. True. Thanks so much for joining us, Phil. We'll Pleasure, be hearing lads. you uh, again in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Looking forward to it. When you get to abuse me for how wrong I was about everything this week. Yeah. And also the fact that there was loads of transfer deals that went through which you didn't tell us about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one last thing. Daniel Sturridge. Is he going to play? He's my big game player this season. Um, No, I I don't think he'll play at Liverpool. At least I don't think he'll start many games. But Klopp's been saying a lot of very positive stuff about him. And so I could imagine that he'll want to keep him in and around the side. It'll depend. I mean, like it's always with this thing, it depends on injuries, doesn't it? I mean, Salah and uh, Mane and Firmino aren't going to play every game, so he will start some games. But as is always the case with Liverpool, uh, particularly second-guessing Klopp is uh, is not an easy thing when you're trying to pick your fantasy football team. No, definitely not. Right. Yeah. Thanks very much, Phil. Lovely Take stuff, care. lads. Cheers. Bye-bye. journalist so an interesting fact about our transfers is that well that, that they've been transfers already considering everyone had their draft shocking well because they've been trading with been, there's been transfers with the freeze so all of these players were available when they were picking and that's what's so shocking we've had 27 trades with the freeze so you're saying that people have done their draft making transfers already yeah but I can understand it with Phil who was on auto pick because he's obviously like, oh, the computer picked a load of dross, I need to trade out, and there's better stuff in the pool still. But for everybody else, the players that are in the freeze, <laughs> they were there when they were picking. And yeah. I can understand maybe one or two, you've looked at your team, you've seen some imbalance, maybe you've seen some uh, team imbalance, too many players, too many Man City players, maybe you picked three Man City players to start with, you know, something crazy like that. But, um, or, but then everybody, but I mean, like, Isherwood has gone mad. He's he's done six. So he's half it, more than half. Well, no, half, almost half his team. He's he's sacked off and just like <laughs> decided he made terrible errors on the day. I think this is what happens when uh, there's uh, a, a, sort of a lot of beer drunk during the draft. I mean, I have made one. I flexed out because of an injury, and that's I think that's fairly sensible. Well, we'll see how well it pays off, but. But it is mental. Twenty-seven by Monday evening. I mean, it's you know. It's barely the thing is, there's yet. a transfer deadline on Friday. 
I know. So you might as well just hang on for a week. Well, it, no one's used a waiver. They've just used their free. They've just been so. training on the freeze. I know. I know. You've got to wait to see what pans out. Because also, if if people high on the waivers do um, shed people to bring in a superstar, there's just so much activity that can happen. You've got to you've got to have some faith in the process. Yeah. Uh, so that's my point. I'd be interested to see how many other uh, leagues, like how people just. Like because faith. obviously Come. people have been posting their photos of their teams, right? Mm. And like, this is my this is my team. Oh uh, yeah. And I wonder like, if they yeah they should post it again forty eight hours later and see how much faith they've lost. Yeah. Or maybe it's, maybe we're just in a league of people who are just very indecisive. I've changed one player and I got rid of sock pack for for Nathaniel Klein because I think he might play and I want to live. I haven't got any Liverpool players. Tristan changed the name of his team on draft day, so I mean you know that shows you how how flip floppy are. Uh, Players are a manager. <laughs> <laughs> shoddy league. Oh, never mind. Hey, shall we have some fun? Did you say fun? Yeah. Why don't we? Are you eating chocolate? I, I need chocolate. When to I do said you want to have fun, I didn't mean eat <laughs> some chocolate. I said I meant let's do a special feature. Let's do who that man. A Joe or player. Who that man? A Joe or player, player. Who that man? A Joe or player, player. I'm a manager or I'm a player. I own a book, I got to tell ya. Read all the juicy bits. 12.99 from W. H. Smith. Can I eat chocolate as well as do the fun feature? Yes, I should explain who that man, a Joe or player, to the listeners. Who that man, a Joe or player, is uh, a feature we have where. Uh, manners will read out excerpts from an autobiography from a manager or player, and I have to guess who that is. Obviously, football related. Right? Yeah, they're usually a formula manager or player. We should should add. Yeah, but you know because it's their autobiography. Take away manners. I had remembered in my earlier years at the club, marvelling at the stature and confidence of David Platt. He would stroll into the dressing room and start getting stripped for the game, even before the game had been announced. <laughs> I am the man. And now I could make it. Now I could walk into Villa's dressing room and know that, providing I was fit, I would be playing. My football was where I wanted it to be. At last, I was the man. A jet all player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. So, David Can Platt, I- Villa... David Platt, Ava Villa, no, no, So, he was at Villa before he went to Sampdoria, I think. Okay, that's enough thinking. Next one. He could be mad one day and then undergo a complete personality change, leaving you wondering if he was the same guy you were talking to 24 hours earlier. Let's cross-dress, he declares. <laughs> the girls get our clothes on and we go for theirs. Well, it sounded like harmless fun, and I'm sure it was as three hulking athletes tried to slip into three slinky dresses and the drinks were still flowing. I think one or two of us might have been hoping it would turn into an orgy, but that never happened. Bozzy got into some spanking and toe-sucking and what have you, which was all freaky and typically Bozzy before the night kind of fizzled out. That's my recollection anyway. Whoa. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, like, yeah. I've not, when I picked this autobiography, I wasn't going for something that was a bit misogynistic and borderline un PC, but the book's just full of it. 
But they're the best ones. Yeah, yeah, they're the best ones. So uh, this is interesting because Mark Boston's has been mooted now, which means now we're into the late nineties. So that, that what if you know your late nineties football gossip, that's a dead giveaway. So don't carry on. Okay, I want more. cab ride was going to take a few hours, a few boring hours. Now what could Alice and I do to pass the time? What else but make out in the back of the cab? There was no way the cabbie didn't know what was going on. In fact, most of Glasgow commuter traffic that morning must have. There were legs and arms everywhere, and I recall that more than once we got stuck in traffic jams, which for anyone looking in our cab would have been a little bit more colourful than usual. Christ! <laughs> I know! It's just full of it. I, let, can I just read more? Because I, 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 yeah, because I have no idea. Yeah, I know. That one's not going to give you anything. It's just like a filth story that I just Go wanted. on, yeah, we want filth. Okay, well, so, it's just like so, Love Island, I suppose. <laughs> no, this is just like football Love Island. It's me, Bozzy. What time is it, man? I look at the clock at my bedside, told me it was 5.30am. What the hell's going on? Where are you? I was having to talk quietly because I had a girl sleeping next to me. She had ended a fantastic evening arranged to celebrate Bozzy's last night of freedom. Now we were in the early hours of his wedding day and he called me from where? I'm in a police cell. I've been arrested. I cannot tell you how quickly my heart sank to what felt like somewhere below my knees when I heard those words. This was Friday, 4th of June, and just when I thought the golden summer of 1999 could not get any crazier, well, that phone call meant it could. Well, I think I know it is. Okay, all right. And the worrying thing is... Um, I think my sister was friends with him. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a really football story and I've got another, like, really sort of gossipy story. Do the gossipy story. All right, all right, all right. It was inevitable. I would have to meet him. But the first time I met him, I wanted to throttle him. I am not a violent man. In fact, I think I've got a very long fuse and it takes an awful lot to rile me. But this man got under my skin at the outset. He was in the passenger seat. He turned to me and said, Listen, mate. It's got nothing to do with me. That's right, pal, so why don't you keep your nose out of it? But your son needs a father. I so, so wanted to lean in and grab him around the neck and throttle him for his insensitivity. <laughs> so close. I'm very proud of myself that I managed to restrain my instincts. Having put up with his everything his missus had thrown at me, I now had to listen to his, this idiot lecturing me on fatherhood? I don't think so. I've never really changed my opinion of him since. I think the guy's a muppet. Sorry, but there you are. <laughs> now, that pleb that he's talking about yeah. is Peter Andre. Yay! Which means that we're also <laughs> talking about Katie Price. Yes. But I had already guessed it, just confirmed yeah. it, that it was the, the, the footballer you're looking for is Dwight York. Yeah, bang on, mate. Bang on. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. I mean, I, it was it. a wonderful Peter Andre impression, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> That mean. Yeah, no worries. That's very nice. Can I just say, I had to read half that sodding autobiography to get those quotes. And whoever his uh, Dwight's um, ghostwriter was is really good because they're, they're, they're such flimsy, nonsensical stories about basically having sex with loads of different women. But he manages to draw them out to make them feel like they have more meat or great comedy endings, yeah. and they really don't. So kudos to the ghostwriter, yeah. Dwight York's autobiography. Yeah, I haven't bothered to name Man, check. Man, if people do want to buy the autobiography, where would they get in? How much is it? 
I've, I saw one on on Amazon for literally 4p X paperback. There you go. That's no, a rip off. Dwight mate. York's autobiography, all yours, 4p. <sighs> Shall we look at this week's fixtures? What are you going to do? Oh, What's going to happen? I've got, I've got them all written down. Oh, all right, yeah. Do well, you want me to tell you? Know, yeah, I know I'm playing. So obviously we did. Um, uh, we went over some fixtures with Dorks, Man U, Leicester, Newcastle, Spurs, Bournemouth, Cardiff, Fulham, Palace, Huddersfield, Chelsea, Watford, Brighton, Wolves, Everton, Liverpool, West Ham, Southampton, Burnley, Arsenal, Man City. What's going to happen? Is it all a waste of our time us doing this draft? <laughs> I hope not. Um, the first game of the season, like, I was looking at some um, fixtures with a guy at work today who's doing another fancy um, league. Mm. Uh, yeah, a non-draft one. Boo. But, um, Pathetic. And he was sort of predicting all the, you know, typical results. And I was like, you've got to remember this time last season, Huddersfield was just burst yep. onto the scene. Yeah. Um, so writing off people and thinking this is going to be... Um, however good City looked or whatever... Um, in the cha- in the charity shield game, like I, I think you have to you have to take the first few games with a with a, poke, a pinch of salt. Absolutely, Harry Kane didn't start scoring till later on. Huddersfield looked great. Just just don't panic and don't. Uh, this is my sage advice. Don't <laughs> panic on the basis of what happens this weekend because you'll be tempted to. I know I will. Yeah. <laughs> they having it, folks. Hey. Thanks so much for listening to us. Yeah, bloody hell. If you've got this far. Um, fell asleep with the podcast on. My mum's probably listening to this point. Oh, good. Hi, mum. Yeah, hi, mum. Uh, yeah, so we'll be here every two weeks. Don't forget, if you want to contact us, try not to give us too much abuse straight away. But do give it, tell us your stories. Tell us about your managers and your leagues, you know, your rival players, who's Good, he's bad. And hot tips, hot tips. We hot need hot tips, tips hot transfer hot tips. tips. Anything to socially engineer your friends to give up a good player for a shit one. That'd be perfect. Yeah, talk about stitching people up. We love a bit uh, of that. And All right. how to do it. But anyway, you can get us on Twitter, at Draft Fantasy Pod. Uh, you'll find us on there. Or you can just go to Draft Fantasy one, give them and they'll forward it on to us. Hey, so two weeks. And I promise it will get better. We'll have more features and, and, and fewer... Pauses. Pauses. <laughs> and also, by the way, if you're not playing this and for some reason best known to yourself, you listen to this point, get some mates to sign up because it is actually a really good laugh. And um, yeah, but don't follow any of our advice. But follow that advice. Yeah. But sign up, then don't listen to us from then on. <laughs> yeah. But do download the podcast. <laughs> anyway, love you. Bye. Bye bye. bye. The It's a slay, it's a slay, it's a slay.